Hello and welcome to this episode of the CG Tech Podcast. Hello everyone and uh, welcome to this podcast. Hold on a sec, let me turn that slightly up. Um, welcome the- to Dirty Knobs. <laughs> yeah, my knobs are all... That sounds so damn wrong. It does! Whoa! Uh, okay, continuing on. Um, we have a little bit of a different podcast for you guys. We're not reviewing any software or anything. Uh, Creighton has some uh, new as of right now hardware, but he's had it before. Um, yes, and, uh, He's going to take a look at it and uh, do a better <laughs> review for you guys. Uh, you wouldn't have seen this on this podcast, but if you're coming from other podcasts like Awesome Tech, um, you will recognize this. Yes. So, if any of you are coming from Awesome Tech, you guys will remember the podcast that I did on uh, a, a podcast called Two Cheap Podcasting Solutions. And really, it, it really, I, I did that because at the time I kept getting asked, what is a good, and I still get asked this, what is a good podcasting solution? What is a good pot? You know what? Um, what um, is the best mixer? Well, really, I'm here to show you that it's not about what the best mixer is. It's about what works for you. And um, this mixer, in this case, works for me. And it's one that I have had before like Gabriel said but unfortunately a couple years ago where I lived at the time we had a very severe basement flood Um, it ruined a couple things that I had at the time and unfortunately there was no replacing it so I was kinda screwed there Um, I did get one of the items replaced and it's sitting over there on the shelf by my or across from my beanbag by the desk. Um, but it took me a little bit to get the mixers replaced. And not because I couldn't. It's just that I, I just ended up not replacing them right away. So um, here recently, um, I saw where Behringer had came out with a new podcasting kit. You guys will remember the one that Gabriel uploaded Oh, I don't know. It's been a while back um, since he's uploaded it. But um, you would have remembered the podcast that we did. I don't even know whether that's on this podcast or not. I thought it was. I don't know. I'd have Um, to check. Actually, yeah, I think it was on this one because I I think it was the podcast. Yeah, because you edited it. I think it was... A po- the podcast on uh, showing how I set it up and stuff without color, like dealing with a color code. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, and, um, that sounds about right. Well, I know to uh, we I and I remember you had edited that podcast that you and I did on uh, what used to be in, well, still is kind of any audio, but not exactly. It's frozen right now because of it's frozen. Uh, and stuff. no, not Disney's frozen, but anyway. Um. <laughs> But, uh, so, uh, (laughs) 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 
but we did a podcast on that kit, and it, it's it's a nice kit, um, and it has a lot of pluses. But here's the drawback: the interface is external, and everything that you run uh, has to be external. It's not built into the mixer and you can't mix the computer sound through or anything of that nature so i mean you're kind of screwed there and as you guys know uh who follow my podcast creighton's bible talk and tech is what i have it called now um i have a second of these podcasting kits i ordered one off of ebay and i got it and it worked fine. Nothing was wrong with it. Nothing was damaged. In fact, it was brand new. The only problem that I found was that it kept getting tangled, and there was nothing I could do. Like, literally nothing I could do. Um, except uh, reassemble the whole kit. So literally take it apart and then put it back together. Well, there was a mixer that I had at one point that I had for years, and in fact, I would have still had that same one. And that mixer, folks, is the Behringer Zenix 302 USB mixer. And today we're going to take a look at it and talk a little bit about it and what it has. So um, I will tell you, at least here in the U.S., I got mine from Sweetwater.com, although you can get yours from, oh, a number of places ebay amazon um just a number of places you're gonna have to search around and see you know where where they have yours at but i ordered three of them yesterday and i'll explain why here in just a minute um i ordered them yesterday um which at the time of this recording it is wednesday um and I ordered them, and I got them today. And boy, am I, I, I am just as impressed as the day I got my very first one a long time ago, back in 2013. But let's go ahead and take a look at it. So obviously when you get them, they come with the mixer instruction manual. Um, you also get, um, things like, um, you get a, uh, wall adapter, a USB wall adapter, which I can grab one here. I have all three of them sitting right over here. It's got the Behringer logo on it. Um... And literally, it's got a wall part where it can be taken off. Um, it can be taken off, and you can uh, take it off like that. So you have to assemble that yourself. You have to put the wall part on where it's got the two plugs. And you just slide it like that, and it just clicks. Okay? So kind of keep that in mind it cut it does come with it and you might want to save it back because you might need it so we'll put this back 
So again, I got all three of them sitting over here. Um, again, you can either choose to save it or not. I chose to save mine. Um, it also comes with a USB Type A to USB B cable. A lot of printers and scanners use that type of cable. A lot of audio interfaces, and it's a very nice um, cable. It's a very nice uh, type of cable. It connects to the back of the mixer. So we have that. And then uh, we also have the um, mixer itself, which it comes in a nice little bag. Um, not a bag that you could reuse, but it does come with one. Um, and I'm trying to think, what else does it come with? That's literally it. The mic and all that I provided, so I didn't have to worry about that. Let me give you a little physical tour of this thing. Again, I have three of them, and I guess I can explain why. Um, I have one over here for the Windows box. Um, there for a while, I had a Samsung Go over here, but I wanted it to where I could use the mixer exclusively, and so that's why I got it, and I can now use the mixer exclusively. So I have one over here. I have one that when it gets here, um, in it's August, it'll be set up. It's sitting right over here. It's all connected. Um, it it's the same 302, same everything. Um, it's got the um, it's a 302. It's got the same controls and everything. So um, it's for the Mac Mini. Then I have one that I can use if I'm in another room and I want to do a podcast still with Gabriel or even one on my own. Um, it's sitting down here. It is a 302. Now, what's nice about these 302s is they're very uh, easy to not tangle. You, 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 it's very hard to tangle them. So... Um, I can literally disconnect. In fact, I tried it earlier. I can disconnect a microphone and a pair of headphones from either of these mixers, and it works perfectly. So, um, you know, if I want to use one with a Mac laptop or Windows laptop, that's what that one's used for. And um, it's they're they're very nice portable. Mixers. I used to travel with mine. Uh, my very my very first one, a bunch. Used to travel with it. But anyway, um, let's kind of continue on with the tour of the mixer now. Um, so on the back, all you've got is just a plug. It's a USB Type B plug, and that is how you connect it all together. On the front. You have your XLR quarter inch jack combo. So you can connect an XLR microphone and it does support phantom power. Um, so you can do that. You also have a um, quarter inch jack that you can use quarter inch microphones for. So that's really neat. Or you can use it for quarter inch inputs that are mono. Um, then you have an input that is used for like keyboards. That's what that input's used for. Like if you have a keyboard or even a guitar, it would work. It's it's a stereo 
input used for things like that. It, it, it's, it's mainly used for instruments. So you really wouldn't touch that one too much unless you wanted to use this with an instrument too. Then you have a line input and that is used for if you connect this to something like um, you know, an iPhone, an iPad, whatever you want. And it does work very well. I have a Y cable there already. I'm waiting on the ones to come uh, for my other two Behringer 302s so I can connect them. I got fairly small ones so that way they would fit. But um, it's, it's fairly nice. It's a nice setup. Then you have, um, I, I can't remember what that one, uh, the RCAs on the end are for. These are all RCA jacks. There's a there's a group of two for each RCA jack. So you've got a group of two here, a group of two here, and a group of two here. The ones on the end, I can't remember what they do, but I know they're used for something, and I, I think I've used them before, but I don't remember what. Um, then you have two eighth-inch jacks. You have a headphone jack on the bottom. Yes, you can plug in any type of eighth inch headphones to this mixer and it works perfect no problems whatsoever yeah so i really like that and that's one downside of the 502 is if you want to hook up a normal pair of headphones you have to use the included uh adapter with if you get the podcasting kit itself it will come with headphones and it does come with an adapter otherwise you'd have to get a little um eighth inch to um uh quarter inch i believe um yeah quarter inch to eighth inch yeah that's how those are um and you have to and you have to get one and there's no workaround for that so you know that's that um and then we get to the fun stuff um if we go down or if we go up from the eighth inch adapter we have a headset microphone plug believe it or not this thing can take headset microphones and it can take eighth inch microphones too if you want it to so you have a good old headset that's analog you can plug it into this and still use all the great mixer controls so that's really neat and um, it, it's it's very nice to have um, as a matter of fact, I'm still trying to find a decent analog headset because I might put one with the uh, laptop mixer uh, so that way I can easily travel with it. But um, I'll, if I do find one, I'll do a review of it. But uh, anyway, um, so below all that is where we get to the fun stuff because then you have all your buttons. Yes, you got all your buttons. So your first one is for um, if you connect your keyboard, you know, an instrument, you can either unroot it or root it through. Um, then you have one for the computer, and Gabriel, don't talk because I have the headphones plugged into the mixer, so you would loop. But if I hit it one time, 
it's in the up position, and I can do like a Windows M. And as you can tell, there's all my stuff. You know, I can like launch Bard Express for an example. Yeah, so as you can tell, that works. Now, if I hit the button down and then try to do the same stuff, I can hear it, but you guys can't hear with the crap. So, you know, you got that. Um, so, um, and by the way, unlike the 502, when you have headphones plugged into it and you unroute speech from the mix from being picked up by programs like when you're recording or, you know, doing things of that nature, you can actually still monitor your mic levels. That is one thing that I really missed about this 302 is that uh, with the 502, if you took your computer out, you always had problems to where you could monitor, which I, I know that in one podcast I said that that wasn't too big of a deal. But really, I took the 302, connected it, and started playing with it again. And I realized how big of a deal, to me at least, that is. Um, so that way, when I'm doing things like iPhone demonstrations or, you know, computer demonstrations, I don't have to worry about, okay, can I hear this level okay? Or can I not hear it okay? So that's a really nice feature. The button on the end is for your lined input. So right now it's down. If I hit it up, it works. Um, you know, you could hear the line in. Now, I will show you the line in portion of this. I'll uh, connect it to my computer's headphone jack. And I've already got the cables connected. And... Um, so we can uh, go ahead and, you know, I can go ahead and set the sound output. So now if I go ahead and hit this button on the very end of the button, there's three buttons. And if I go ahead and hit the end one like this, okay, it's it. So Gabriel can hear it. You guys on the recording can hear it. I can hear it. But yet I can still monitor. Now, here's what's interesting. If Gabriel talks, because I have Team Talk going through the audio interface portion of the mixer. So go ahead and talk, Gabriel. Beep. See, he's not looping, but yet I can hear I can hear speech. Which is perfectly nice. fine. Yes. And so that's one thing um with like the 502 for an example, I had a lot of issues with yep. and that's why I hated doing software demonstrations. 
Yeah. So like Especially I can, oh, I don't if know. you want everyone, con everything connected in one single unit. Um, yeah, people, if you're going to record other people like Team Talk, that is going to get really loopy. And a setup like what I do is pretty complex where I'm using multiple sound cards to just make sure everything's not looping. So it, it, it can be a pain. Yes, and so I'm really happy about that because there have been a few times where I've wanted to do Windows demonstrations, but I've wanted to ha have Gabriel with me. Well, yeah. here's the problem. Yeah. If I did, then I would have issues recording Team Talk. I would have issues trying to root stuff, and it just wouldn't work. So, um, for an example, and it is stereo, by the way. I can go ahead and hit enter, and it'll play this file. It's a podcast-free music file. So it does work. You know, we can... So as you can tell, glorious stereo, and this podcast will be saved as a stereo file. Uh, I did not and hear again, any stereo in that. Wait, really? Yeah. Check your... Hang on. Hmm. Check your, um, in your recording tab, if you go to the USB audio codec or whatever it's called, check the advanced settings. You might have it set to one channel. Um, Okay. Because for me, it was set there by default. I don't know if that was through the mixer or through cable, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's set to two-channel. I think it's just Windows being Windows. Could be. Um, let me actually try a... Uh, let me pull up a speaker test. Because I know it's connected properly. Let me just pull up a speaker test. I've got speech unrooted. That's one nice thing about this is I can unroot speech easily. Um, but let me uh, let me see here. Contains flashes and moving images. Okay, that's in stereo. See, that one was hard to tell. That's why you could hardly tell. So my point in showing you guys that is to show that, yes, this thing is stereo. It's a stereo input. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and set everything back to the mixer. And it's set back to the mixer. Yep. And I can just unhook it and put the cord right back here. So that is that that really is a time saver. I gotta admit. 
it, it'll help with our software demos when we decide to do one. Of course, I can unroot it by hitting the button in the down Which position. actually, that would be nice for me because if I want to play game demos where or do game demos where I need to have the speed without all that lag, I don't have to do it through cable. Exactly. And that's that's why I got this mixer is because I knew that you know there would be a time that I wanted to do a game demo but not have speech go through. That's one neat thing. You can have something go through the mixer and then uh, have um, uh, you know have your speech go through the um, interface and have you know everything else go through another thing or vice versa. You can do it however you want, really. And just the way this mixer interfaces at all is it works really good with every single mixer that you know every little 302 that I have. But let's get to the slider controls and then we'll be done. Um, again, it's a simple mixer. Uh, let me set the playback back. Um, but anyway, if I uh, we have two groups of sliders below the buttons. These are nice sliders, very nice sliders. Um, so if we flick this one up, this is your mic bass, and for my voice, it really overbases it, so I don't mess with that. So we'll just put it back to. And by the way, um, you can, if you listen real carefully, you can really hear the sound of the click that these things make compared to the knobs. Listen. So you always know when you're in the center because it makes a little click. So that's really nice. Um, then we have your treble. Yes, this is your treble. I could put it up to a little bit of here. But again, don't really need treble. So guess where treble's going to go? Right back here. Okay, then you've got your pan. Up is left. I'm left channel. This is your center, center channel. And then you pull it down. There's your right channel. And so we'll put it right back in the center. Then you have controls for your computer playback, not for the eighth inch portion. It's only for the computer playback. So the USB interface portion. So let me load something up and I'll give you a little demonstration. I'll, I'll play that same track and I'll hit the button to root speech through on the interface portion of the mixer so it's it's going through turn this up a little bit more ignore the echo dot so your first one that's bass so we won't do that one very long there's your treble so you could really hear a lot of instruments when you had the treble turned up. So I can turn that down. I can turn it all the way down, but we don't want to do that. So then you have your pan. There's left, there's center. Again, it makes a nice audible click that you can feel. You hit it to the right, and there's your right channel. 
There it is. So, literally, I just, and then, oh, obviously the knobs. I haven't gotten to the knobs yet. So, th that this won't take long. On the bottom, you have your mic volume. There it is all the way up. And I'm turning it down to the level that I want it, which is right down here. And so we got it down. Then you have your mix volume. Now the nice thing about this is that when you have headphones plugged into the mixer um, and you adjust your mix volume, the only thing you can really hear that on, and I'll again, I'll root to show you, it when I'm adjusting it, and I'm adjusting it right now, but see how the mic volume isn't changing. In a mixer, that's what you want. That's different in the 502, isn't it? Yes, it is, because in the 502, it adjusts your mic volume, too. Like this. And Let's see. Like this. So you guys can really see that I'm, I'm adjusting the mix, and it's turning both. It's, it acts more as a master volume instead of just a standalone mix volume. And I, un, I, I never did understand why the 502 was designed like that. I, I, I don't think I never will, but whatever. Um, but anyway, you do have the mix volume, and it does go very loud. It does. It goes fairly loud. It's a nice volume, though. And then you have uh, your volume for your keyboard and things of that nature. Then on the very top, right below your jacks, you have on the very right-hand side your, um, your uh, headphone out volume. So yes, it only adjusts your headphones. Then you go to the very left, there's your mic gain. Again, we're adjusting that. Um, this gain on the 302 is a little bit different, but it's a lot better on here than it is the 5. It's not as sensitive, Gabriel. Because um, I know that was one complaint that you had about the 502, and I did too. I don't even I remember. Didn't like its sensitivity. <laughs> I don't even remember which one's the gain knob on this thing, because I adjust both. It's the top left. And then the bottom left is left. the level? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. But see, I have the gain all the way up on this one, and it's it's not intrusive. It's still quite loud, but yeah. Yes, but it, it's 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 not as intrusive. Now we can turn that not down. as bad as this. No, um, but we can turn that down. But I'm going to keep it up right here. Um. And again, it still gets quite loud, like Gabriel said, but it's not intrusive like we would have on the 502. Because on the 502, if you turned it up really loud, demonstrate very briefly what it will do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did Gabriel do? No, I'm here. Sorry. I blanked. This is what happens when gain is up. And my level yes. down below is relatively low, but even then, like, it's a very, um, 
sensitive one. Um, it's very sensitive. <laughs> and that was one complaint that I had about the um, podcast studio. Gen 1, anyway, with the 502. Yes. And by the way, I will mention a little bit more about it at the end. But they do make a 302 version of this with the same microphone, same stand, but different mixer and um, same headphones. But um, literally, that's the mixer. Literally. That, that's, that's, that's the little three-channel mixer. Just note, you guys are not going to be able to use this for mixing your audio at a concert. This is way, no. way, way, way smaller than that. No, uh-uh. You guys won't be able to because of the size that it is. So, And the amount of channels be aware that, that it has is quite small. But, I mean, for a home podcasting system where you're not going to be in-person interviewing people... A th three channel or even a five channel is more than plenty. Yes, um, and you know, like I said, there are a lot of advantages um, that the three hundred two has um, compared to the uh, five hundred two. You know, I showed you the line in feature. I showed you how you can have one output device go to one. Uh, part so you can have it go to the interface of the mixer you can have it go to the I mean you can have it go to a whole bunch of different places so um, I mean overall it's just it's it's worth um, having this I give it a 10 out of 10 score because it just in the end um, for someone who number one doesn't have a lot of space and number two, who um, doesn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Who doesn't want a bunch of features, uh, th this is perfect. I do like it a lot. And it is an analog mixer, by the way. It's not digital. I've gotten questions about that before, whether it's digital or any analog. It's It's analog. Um, but you guys are going to have to consider digital mixers are tons more expensive. They are. They are really expensive. And if you don't believe me, go on Amazon, type in a digital mixer name, and you'll find them. But uh, let me tell you a little bit about, well, I pretty much just did. I told you about the kit, where what it comes with when you get the 302 podcasting kit. But I just got the mixer itself. So I didn't need the podcasting kit. But is it worth getting? You want something small? You want something that you can not worry about getting tangled with? Heck yeah, it's worth it. Um, you know, just I want one really... Now. Yes, Gaber wants one. So if you want to donate one to him, donate one. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really justify that to my parents, so... Nope. But um, eventually, both of us will have one, and we'll be able to do a lot more reviews of things that we've been wanting to do, but haven't because we 
don't feel like hooking up our podcasting kits that we had. Well, at least that you had, because I still have my 502, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, funny enough, I still have my 502, but it's, it's probably just going to sit now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to sit there now. But literally, that's the mixer, and you'll be seeing a lot more from this because this is the microphone that I use on the Windows side. But, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about it, um, except just pick you one up and need an XLR mic, get you something like a Behringer XM8500, um, you know, get you any type of pair of headphones, get you a nice little microphone tripod thing, and you're good to go. Or a boom arm if so you have space. That's a, yes, or a boom arm if you have space. But, literally, that's its mixer. Yeah. So. And actually, if you guys do want to avoid, you know, sounds like, or a shock mount would be great to add on to your boom arm. Um, from what I've heard, they just screw on to the uh, little tripod adapter that the boom arm already has, and it, it, you know, it absorbs all of the shocks. So I want to get one at some point and maybe a windscreen, but um, right now that's not really my priority. Yes. But anyway, guys, that's it for this podcast. And if we have anything more to do a podcast on, we'll do one. Yep. All right, guys. We will uh, see you later. Bye, guys. Oops. This is staying in. I screwed up. I accidentally accidentally hit enter on Macintosh HD. All right. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the CG Tech Podcast. To contact the team, please locate the feed description or show notes for the contact information. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.